Hey there, entrepreneurs. Um, first off, um, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, we broke through so many different you know, iTunes charts over the last week. I, I cannot even wrap my head around it. So shout out to everybody who supported the launch of this podcast and helped us get to number 15 on the U.S. entrepreneurship chart on iTunes, as well as on a lot of other places on different charts around the world, like Israel and all sorts of crazy places. So thank you for that. And if you haven't checked out the launch episodes with our eight amazing launch guests, go back because obviously they're amazing or we wouldn't have gotten to you know, that level on the charts. But for now, I'm jumping in with the brilliant Catherine Rose. Let's go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? Whew, I completely get it. Because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs, and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. I am so excited to have Catherine Rose on the show today. As I mentioned in the trailer um, on the last episode, I had a front row seat for just how fantastic this girl is in launching her company, Wise Her. So a little bit of background. She is the founding CEO of Wise Her, which is an award-winning global knowledge marketplace that helps women business owners and professionals overcome unique challenges, on demand, guys, on demand, through one-on-one -on -one access to thousands of executives, coaches, mentors, education and resources, you know, that accelerates the business and the career growth for you. I mean, that's just incredible. Um, she's a former Wall Street sales leader and author of nine books, guys, nine books. She has been featured in Thrive Global, CBS Market Watch, Fox News, and so much more. She's also, because that's not amazing enough, guys, she is also a highly sought after speaker at leading global industry events like Google, IBM, Dell Technologies, and Women in Tech, and the Grace Hopper Celebration. Oh my God, I just love you so much, Catherine. <laughs> She's also received <laughs> accolades for her vision, commitment, and leadership, including the CompTIA Advancing Women in Technology Mentor of the Year Spotlight Award, and more. I almost did not come up for a breath with that because I didn't want to miss any of it because it's so freaking awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Catherine, for joining us today. Thank you. It's so awkward like to sit there and listen to all that stuff, but you know, it's, it's, um, I, you know, one of my, one of my platforms is always like, you, you know, you really need to just stand up and stand out and just own it. Right. Yeah. And so like, I'll just, I'll sit through it and smile through it and whatever, but <laughs> I don't know anybody who doesn't feel awkward when somebody else is reading their bio. You're like, are you done yet? I own a thing, but I'm also really friggin' awkward right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so thank you. Um, so I couldn't think of a better person, you know, to, for our kind of full first full length episode out the gate to, to talk to rather than you, because like I said, I've, there's nobody quite like you 
And I, I know a lot of people on this planet, but there's nobody quite like you when it comes to resilience. So can you give our folks, you know, listening at home, uh, just a little bit of background around, you know, your journey with the Wise Her launch and, you know, the, the ups and downs, which I know there were many of both, yeah. you know, so give us yeah. a little background on that. Yeah, sure. So thanks so much, Michelle. You know, we've, we've known each other for a long time now and, you know, we've, we've both been through a lot, you know, over, overall with the, the different challenges and things. And, and for me, you know, I mean, everybody has a story, everybody has their own um, things that they've had to, to deal with. But for me, my original journey started back in 2007 and the last economic downturn that we, that we had, especially, well, it was globally actually, um, you know, with the mortgage market melting down, the real start, the real estate market melting down. And I was, that's when I was on Wall Street, right? So I was, you know, um, and I was a vice president, I was an executive, um, doing re really, really well and thought, you know, this is going to be my career. This is going to be the, the path that I was on. And I um, got married later in life. I had my children later in life. And so I was just three months um, away from giving birth to my first child and the mortgage market completely disappeared and they closed our division. Um, and I, at the same time, my mom had a brain aneurysm and left her paraplegic. So within three months, I lost my job. I had a, um, you know, I had a brand new baby and um, I was trying to take care of my mom and do the best I could for her. And, you know, I joke about it that, you know, it was kind of like a bad country song. You know, all I needed right. was my dog, you know, my dog to run away and my truck to die on yeah, the side exactly. of the road, you know? <laughs> But it was, it was, you know, it was hard, right? And um, you, you, you know, people, like I was talk about now, like people are grieving, right? Gr grieving now right. through this, everything that's happening in the, in the world. And for me personally, I had to go through this grieving process, not only, you know, grieving like my career and what that was like, but what I thought my son's life was going to be like, because my mom was going to help us a couple days a week. Yeah. You know, he was going to have this great relationship with his, his grandparents and, you know, I mean, and, and thankfully she, she survived it, but it's not the same, right? right so right. being paraplegic, she can't really go as many places as she could and, you know, needs, needs uh, constant care and everything. So, um, you know, but at the same time, like I knew I couldn't do nothing. Like I, I, no. I knew I had to work and I had to, you know, make a living, but also, um, you know, part of it was that I, I didn't want my son to think that I gave up, you know, I, I, I didn't want, I wanted him to someday be able to say, you know what, even though my mom went through all this shit, you know, she, she stood up and she kept going, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I was like, what can I do? So I called all my old brokers and I was like, you know, can I, do sales training or like, you know, what is it that you need? And they, and at the time they all said they wanted their websites to rank in Google. Cause it was a thing. This remember now it's 2007. Right. right? So, right. yeah. So, you know, and I thought, well, how hard could that be? Right. I'm smart. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how hard can it be to figure this out? Learn that whole thing. It's cool. <laughs> right. So of course, you know, being in sales my whole career, I was like, give me a couple weeks and I'll get back to you. Well, you know, it, apparently it's pretty hard to do that. Right. <laughs> right. Especially, you know, especially when you know nothing about like, I didn't even know it was called search engine optimization. Like I knew nothing about it. And, um, you know, and everybody wanted me to take their course or read their book, but I just didn't have the time for that because I was driving back and forth to the hospital and, you know, all this stuff. 
So I'm, I was on Craigslist one day and I, you know, I was saying like, if I could just find someone to show me, like, just right. show me, just show you me. Know? Give me the sound bites. Yeah. Give it yeah. Yep. Cause I mean, it doesn't, I, I, you know, I, I really, I want the cliffs, you know, I'm da- dating myself when I say cliffs notes, but that's what I want. I'm like, <laughs> just give me what I need to know. So I, uh, so I was on Craigslist looking for something for my son and I just inadvertently typed in learn SEL in the gig area or whatever. And I found <laughs> I this, it. and I found this person and you know, this guy is still a friend of mine today. He's actually on wise her as an expert T show mm-hmm. Richardson. And you know, I found him and, um, I paid for his time and, and literally in two weeks I had my first paying client. Um, cause I knew I could pull it off. You know, it's not that I didn't need his help still. So he was kind of that, the Cyrano de Bergerac, you know what I mean? That was kind of <laughs> yeah. like whispering in my ear. Um, but it worked. And, and obviously SEO is a totally different animal today than it right. was then. But you know, just that acceleration, like I was stuck. I didn't even know it was called SEO. I didn't even know if a keyword was one word or two. I mean, that seriously, that was my first question. Like, let me talk about keywords. Is it one or two? <laughs> like, can you break that down? Yeah. Yeah. Can you break that down for me? I mean, it literally like, that's what it is. And so I think that one of the things that I had to learn was like, I had to, I had to get over myself. I mean, I knew everything there was to know pretty much about the mortgage business. Like, you know, all, all the salient things that would make me successful doing that. I just, I dove in and, you know, I, I I knew that whole thing on the wholesale side, on the retail side and everything. I knew nothing about the internet. I didn't know HTML. I didn't know anything. So I just had to just interject that that cracks me up because you now have a freaking tech platform. Can we just, can we just send that home? (laughs) (laughs) But I think, is was I just had to get over myself I had to get over the fear like of not knowing I had to get over the fear of not of not being smart because I was not at all in this in this area um and you know it was it was so it was from that journey over the years that you know I've I've set out specifically to build a very large network because I never wanted to be in that spot again where I didn't have anyone to call like you know the whole phone a friend thing you know from the old days and, um, and then, you know, I, so through the journey, I wrote the books and, um, you know, just started meeting people and, 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 and just learning more about the, the challenges folks, small businesses, women particularly face right. in growing their business or their career. Um, and then, uh, I went into the tech sector for a while and I, and I went back into sales. Um, and this is when I learned all about platforms, right? Just fascinated. Right. Um, I, befriended the head of development and I asked him if I could sit in on their meetings. So I learned all the different things and how things kind of get, go together. But really the, 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 the spark for all these years was that, um, was that, that time, that really, really difficult time yeah. that I had to face. Which I mean, I think a lot of our listeners are probably resonating a lot with that because there, there is something to be said about that when it rains, it pours thing, right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, enough that she lost your job. You know, it's not enough that you're, you know, a couple months away from a newborn. It's, you know, and with a newborn, it's not enough that your mom gets like all of it at once. Yeah. So, I mean, beyond kind of that, that drive, like you said, which I think is extremely powerful that you didn't want your son to think that you quit. Um, right. I think a lot of us, a lot of us moms out there think that myself included. I mean, so, so nowadays, like what, what's driving you nowadays? Because I know you're, you're hustling just as hard because I know oh, you yeah. and I know you're hustling real hard. So what's driving you right now? 
Well, the whole idea behind why is her. So, you know, when, when, when my career, you know, melted down and disappeared and whatever that 12 years ago, the people who really stepped up, the very first people who came to the Fairfield Public Library to hear, hear me talk about SEO were women small businesses, right? Yeah. And so I did a lot of research in that area. And back then there were about 10 million women-owned businesses, 90% of them solopreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, and what I found was as I became more um, well-known and, 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 you know, I, I needed to fund my life, you know, I right. fund my life. The biggest challenge was the people who supported me the most didn't have the budget to hire me. Yes. Yes. You know, I didn't, uh, there wasn't enough of me to go around. I wanted to. So that's one of the reasons I wrote the books. And that's one of the reasons I started speaking a lot, you know, cause I would give my books away. I'm like, here you go. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, but then when, um, this, the, the, when I was on in the, in the tech world and that opportunity ended, we, we sold the company to, to another company and I didn't want to move to North Carolina at the time. Cause as I mentioned, my family's you know, here in the Boston area. And it's, you know, it's important for me to be close, but, um, but so that's when I started looking at like, what can, what can I do now? You know, what, what, what now it, can I do to make a difference in this, in this area? And when I did that research, it was basically the same statistics. You know, we have 13 million women owned businesses now. So from, you know, in 10 years, we have 3 million more and they have all these stats about women starting businesses five times more than men, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But 90% of us are still solopreneurs right. and 88% are under a hundred thousand revenue. 88% wow. are wow. under a hundred thousand in revenue. Crazy. And I thought, what? I mean, and that's top line, by the way. So, you know, that doesn't mean that you make a hundred thousand and that's what you get, right? That's, right. that's, that's, you have to take your expenses. And stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So it's not a lot. And that's, you know, a hundred thousand, that's the top, you know, the average is about 25, 50,000 area, you know, in the area. So I'm like, how can I make a difference? You know, what can I do? And then I thought back to what made a difference for me this whole time, every single time I needed to get unstuck and move forward. I just got on the phone and called somebody and, um, you know, I, I had, I had a number of those pick your brain sessions, but I know that when I really wanted to go forward faster, I always paid for their time yeah. because you know, people's time is valuable. It just exactly. is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I built this huge network. So how can I, how can I leverage it? Right. And so that's how wise her was, was formed. And you know, the idea is, is that you have this like personal board of advisors, you know, that's vetted. As you know, Michelle, I mean, you have to, you have to be invited. You can't just show yeah, up. Exactly. You can't exactly. apply and you can't pay to be a wiser expert. No, no. And I think that's what makes it beautiful, right? Is that they're vetted. Like you said, they're vetted, you know, I'm in there too. And I, I just, I always loved the concept that you had behind it of like, this is quality guys. This isn't, you know, anybody can just come in and jump on the platform. Like Catherine knows everybody's name. She knows everybody that's in there and she knows everybody probably personally, if not like maybe one degree of separation too, which is just a, a testament to just what you've built over the years. It's absolutely freaking incredible. Yeah. We, well, I, we have nearly a thousand experts now from all over the world and, and, you know, we're starting to get into the, the, um, Middle East, North Africa region. We have Latin America coming in mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's exciting to see it actually work. I use my own network and I don't even use a coupon code, by the way, like I pay for <laughs> the calls 
that are on, you know, I, that are on my network. I just had one last week. We wanted to, we, we have an opportunity for a grant, a pretty right. large one. And I don't know anything about grant writing. So I was like, oh, guess what? I have a network of experts. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. There and I found somebody and, and could I message her on LinkedIn and she, would she have taken my call? Of course. No, that's not how this works. That's the point. Yeah. Right. So I set a call with her and I spent the money and I, you know, and, and it's, and it's, amazing. Like we were able to very quickly just, I just want to know, can, you know, we qualified for this? Like, what are the things? Let me read. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, and cause with grants sometimes, especially with the government, like there's all sorts of things, you know, that yeah. you can possibly imagine yeah, <laughs> that exactly. would have to, uh, but just, and also too, just getting that, that reinforcement of saying like, you know what, this is the right path or it's not, you yeah. know? And, um, you know, and, and just in the confidence, because I wouldn't have the confidence, honestly, to go and apply for a massive grant from, you know, the federal government, if I didn't have somebody saying, you could do this, like, it's not that hard. You know, there's only certain little things you need to know, you know? Yeah. And I think especially it's a huge time saver, right? Because if you think about all the things and all the learnings that I know you and I have both had in the past, trying to figure things out and going down the rabbit hole of, you know, especially let's take that grant, for example, you don't know what you don't know. And then your entire focus shifts and your team focuses towards that. And then who the hell knows, which could have been saved in like two seconds, right? With just one call, one phone call. Like, yeah. I mean, so talk to me a little bit about, we were just talking about it before COVID, right? Yeah. And the balancing act. And I hate the word balancing um, more. The integration, we'll say, of all this craziness. Um, you know, I think people out there, a lot of women out there are struggling with it. A lot of women out there are trying to find kind of that, that you know, light in the dark. So can you give people a little bit of advice, you know, for those who may want to shutter their doors, but maybe should keep going? Yeah, I think that, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is one, you have to do what's right for you. So if you yeah. look around, you know, there's, uh, this is a no judgment zone over here. I'm so sick and tired of, I have a, I have a blog post coming out, like stop shutting on me. Like, exactly. I don't want you to tell me what I should do. Right. Cause mm-hmm. my life is not your life. Exactly. And you know, everybody has their own thing. So there's no judgment zone. If you decide that you have to shutter your business, because that's what you need to do for right now, just to survive another day, right. then that's what exactly. you need to do. You know what I mean? Like, um, but I, I, am going to say though, that, um, there, one of the things that we, you know, we, we talk about is that, you know, you're on a plane and they say, you know, if the oxygen masks come down, you know, help yourself before you help your kids. Right. I'm sorry. That's doesn't happen. I, no. I, I, I don't I know. I mean, it's great to say, but I'm going to, it's great to say, and that's, like, but breathe, but, like, yeah, but that's why they have that reminder every single time. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's because they know that we will not do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they exactly. try to remind us that that's what has to happen. And people talk about it all the time. Right. And they talk about being grateful. Yes, absolutely. I wake up every morning. I'm grateful. Right. Yes. But a friend of mine said to me the other day, she said, you know, Catherine, you can be grateful and admit that this sucks. Exactly. <laughs> like, right. Right. You know, it's a spectrum this, of emotions, a spectrum yeah. of emotions, guys. Yeah. And it's okay to grieve, you know, not again, not only your life, the way it, it you, you know, maybe your job, if you lost it, or maybe your business is, is, is not where it should be, or, you know, it's okay to have those emotions because, um, you know, so many people had trips, graduations, yeah. like all these milestones that folks are, are missing. So it's okay to admit it. The thing is, you just don't want to stay there. So yeah. I tell my kids all the time, like, 
disappointment is inevitable. Misery is optional, right? Exactly. exactly. So you're always going to have the stuff that happens either, you know, it, it could be, um, you know, the medical report is, is bad or, you know, there's a million different things that can derail us. It's how we choose to, um, to respond to it. And I'm not talking about folks with clinical depression. I mean, that's a yeah, whole, that's a whole different, that's a whole different yeah. episode involving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and again, no judgment. It's just, I'm, all I'm saying is for the, 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 um, neurotypical folks of us that are out there, you, you know, there are, um, there are things that are going to happen and, and we just have to take it in, in chunks. Some people say like, how do you eat an elephant? Right? Like a exactly. little bite at a time. So it's like, you look at the whole spectrum of everything that I need to do, boil it down to, I, I do this all the time. I do a calendar. Um, I do um, calendar like reviews every week before I, I I'm like, what meetings on this calendar do I not need to have this? Week? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much time thing. do we spend on shit that just doesn't matter, right? Or doesn't matter today, you know? Yes. So I think that it's really just looking at, you know, the maybe your five-year plan is now a 10-year plan or whatever it is. You have to do what's right for you and, and be okay with it. Um, um, you don't have to be ecstatic about it, but yeah. be okay with it. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, what you said about, you know, not living there. I think that's where you're seeing people differentiate from one another. And that, not saying that again, same as you, not with judgment, but that's where you're seeing the people who can, who can distinguish the difference between living there and being able to control their own reaction. And those, pe those are the people that I'm seeing pivoting their business like freaking lightning speed, you know, and it doesn't mean that they're not dealing with their emotions. It doesn't mean that they're pushing through. Um, you know, it could just mean that their way of coping is literally just choosing making a choice to not let it define them. Right. Yeah. I think it's that. And also too, like you, you know, you putting, putting aside the, you know, the compare-itis, I call it, like, don't look at what everyone else is doing. Look at what you're doing. Yes. You know, cause people do that a lot where, you know, I'm, I was on this, um, you know, we're in this little speakers group and they're like, well, how is this person getting this speaker, you know, thing, or sometimes in the, in the, in the venture capital world or in the startup world, it's like, well, how come they got investment and I didn't. And you can totally go down that rabbit hole yeah. too. All day long. Yep. What can I do for my business today that can move me forward? Right. And so for us, you know, what happened was the initial thing was that, um, when everything hit, we were asked, I was contacted by um, a consortium of coaching organizations mm -hmm. and they wanted to offer free coaching for frontline healthcare workers. Well, Wiser's model is not free. Right. And right. so I said, well, you know, listen, we, um, I'm going to ask our, our community if they're okay with it. Um, and because they, they needed a platform, they needed a bit, something they could spin up really quickly exactly. that would allow them to, um, to be able to, you know, access these people without exchanging personal information and everything. Yeah, it's all secured already. Yep. And I said, yes, let's do it. And so we launched the frontline help. Um, but through that process, you know, we were introduced to like AT&T sponsored us and like all these things. So we were really, you know, it was a pivot, not necessarily, I mean, you know, it was, a, it was yeah. more of a massaging, right. Than an actual <laughs> pivot, yeah. you know, but it, but it helped put us in the right you know, in, in a different, um, you know, it helped our business get more visibility, get helped mm -hmm. wiser, get more visibility. It helped a lot of things. So sometimes it's places that you don't think that you could go, go there, you know? Right. Yeah. Just take a step in that direction. I think people are very quick to shut it down before they even have taken 
you know, a single step, which I think what you just described is a great example of you didn't know that wasn't in your business plan, you know, and, and it's, you just took a step, took a step yep. and it's, you know, led you to where you are today, which is growing at a rapid speed, which I just love to hear. Yeah. And, and bootstrap too. I mean, this isn't like we, we you know, it, I heard a podcast not too long ago. There's a very well-known fashion um, icon, female, who said that she raised her first round. It was a friends and family round and she ended up with about 8 million. And I was like, honey. Oh man. <laughs> we have different friends and family. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're, we're, we're growing and we're, and we're um, kind of, you know, got, we're, we're clawing our way, you know, getting, just doing what we need to do to get to the next milestone, to the next milestone, to the next milestone. So I think that's really what it is, 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 is making, you know, looking at your, your business or your career or whatever it is, it's like, what's the next milestone? And maybe today it's just paying your bills right. and the next miles, you know I mean? That's, that's the milestone today mm -hmm. or not closing your doors or paying your employees or right. whatever it is. But, um, you know, whatever that is next for you, that to me is resilience. Yeah. Is, is, is it's not about giving up or not giving up. It's more right. about like, just moving forward in spite of, yes. you know, you, you feel like you're pulling a cart full of weights, you know what I mean? And you're just keep yeah. going anyways. You know? Yeah. And I think it's arming yourself with the tools, right? Cause it's a marathon, not a sprint that you're in. And it's, you know, making sure that you're building a network like you've done and making sure that your health is in check because you can't have that give out on you either. You know, all of kind of those little things that to your point builds the longevity yeah. Life. You know, and for me, like, you know, that's why we started Wise Her is that we want to be, able, I don't ever want another person. And obviously I'm, we're focused on women, but we're not exclusive of men. About 30% of our customers yep. are men. We have male experts, but our focus is on women. And um, I never wanted another woman to be like, I don't know. And I don't know how to find out. Exactly. That's, that was my thing is like, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that it was, um, there was this, this whole people, like, let, let me bring my network to you and, 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 and to focus on what you need, mm -hmm. um, to move you forward. Yeah. Cause nobody can do it in a silo. Nobody can no. do it completely on their own. I just, one of my, one of the terms that drives me insane is self-made. Um, yeah. because I don't, I don't understand, like, I don't get it. <laughs> Um, you know, just kind of that aspect because it does take a bit. Yeah, you can be self-motivated. Self Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of things like that, but no one is no one is one hundred percent self-made. Some somebody's introduced some you to somebody or yeah, exactly. I gotcha. Yeah. So give us one last tidbit, right? One last thing if you had to really drive the point home around resilience. You've given us so many, but what's one yeah. last thing that you can leave our audience with? Well, I think again, you know, that the idea of that disappointment's inevitable, misery is optional, you know, whatever it is that works for you. Um, and it's, it's, it's again, resilience, resilience is not about like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. That's total mm -hmm. crap. You know, resilience is more like, you know what, today I can do this and I'm going to mm -hmm. do it right. That to me is what resilience is because we could sit in all day long and think about you know, what, what could have been, what should have been, you know, how we would like things to be, but maybe they're not that way. Right. So I think it's continuing on in spite of it. Um, yes. and, uh, and, and, and also just giving yourself the permission to do you, to do what's right for you and your family 
and not listen to the other people around you or right. compare your life to someone else. I know that you asked me for one thing, but I can't That's help. Fine. You. Keep going, ma'am. <laughs> My podcast, you keep going. Cause I've been through, I've been through all of it. I mean, I have, I've, I've been through the like, Oh my God, how come they got a million dollars and I didn't, you know, I've, I've been through the, you know, how come they have a, you know, a 10,000 square foot house and I don't, you know what I mean? Like I've yeah, been all through of the, all, all of the of stuff. stuff. Yep. Yep. Been through all of it yeah. and it does nothing to serve me or my family. Um, and so I think that it's really important to, to remember that, you know, we only come this way once and let's figure out how we can do it to the best of our personal ability with what we know. But if we don't know, because why is here we talk about, you know, business and career, but we also have a whole section of folks who focus exactly on mindset and parenting yeah. and, um, you know, and, and resilience and, and, and just, you know, kind of the listening factor. You know, if we don't know, there are people out there who want to help you and are available to help you. And whether it's through Wise Her or Facebook or whatever it is, but, but just remember that there are, you don't have to be alone. Yeah. And I think you just came completely full circle because I think you need to check your ego, guys. Check it at the door, any of that kind of stuff. And so that you're able to ask for help because nobody does it alone. And, you know, you're destined for graceness, as cheesy as that might sound. But I think that's just sometimes people need to hear that too. 100%. Um, all right. Tell everybody where they can find you <laughs> because you're so, amazing. You can go to wiseher.com and I'm an expert on wiseher. And I know that, you know, uh, we are actually giving a free call. So we were, so a couple things, we are launching a, uh, a membership program that really all that means is you can pay $99 for one call for one hour mm -hmm. or $99 a month. And that will, um, that gives you unlimited calls. So we're, we've launched that in response to COVID so we can be as helpful and impactful as possible. Yeah. Um, and Michelle, the coupon code is resilience. So you can get one free call with one of our experts, but also WiseHer is a social enterprise. So we give a portion of our proceeds back in the form of grants for women to accelerate their business or corporate education for women. So every call that you make that helps you will help another woman, you know, down okay. the line. Um, and then of course I'm on LinkedIn. And if you want, just, if you want to send me a LinkedIn request, just make sure you, you know, say, Hey, I heard you on, um, you know, the surviving entrepreneur podcast and, um, you know, and we'll, and I'll accept your connection. So. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I mean, guys, so if you are not in the surviving entrepreneurship community, you want to jump in there because that's where I'm dropping that coupon code folks. So, and thank <laughs> you so much, Catherine, for, you know, all this wisdom. I just, I could listen to you talk forever. Well, Michelle, you know, you're just, you're an inspiration to me and so many, and I just very much appreciate you. Um, you know, your, your focus on this topic, because it is so important um, that especially the folks know that they're not, they're not alone. They're not going through no. it by themselves. No, you're not. No, absolutely. So thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. Guys, what I really loved about that episode, which is my, my ultimate favorite part about it was, you know, when Catherine spoke about how disappointment is inevitable, but misery is optional. And a lot of the times people are, you know, very angry when bad stuff happens, right? Which, you know, some of it is that is very legitimate. But I think what we tend to forget as humans is that bad stuff's always going to happen, guys, unfortunately. You know, there is this kind of cosmic balance, for lack of a better term, of, you know, if there's good, there's going to be bad because then you can truly appreciate the good, right? That's kind of how I've always viewed life as I wouldn't really have this deep appreciation for the good stuff if there wasn't the bad to show me the opposite, right? So, 
it's key if you are in a rut right now, if you have experienced something awful, you know, a lot of people have nowadays that you, you know, you can be disappointed. You can grieve, you can do all the things, but you cannot stay there. That is not where you live. That is not your permanent home. So get up and take at least one step forward in the direction that you need to be going right now. Okay. And on the next episode, I am really excited to be sharing the sound waves with Shannon Crotty, who is the founder and head of Polka Dot Powerhouse. So if number one, you want to know what the heck a Polka Dot Powerhouse is, and number two, you want to hear how a woman went from, you know, basically having just an idea and, you know, building it into an organization of three to 4,000 members, tune in on the next episode. And as always, guys, don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review, and, you know, tell a friend, because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life? See you later. 